Hardy, Jesse Saunders, Farley, Jackmaster Funk, Chip E, Marshall Jefferson, and DJ Frankie Knuckles. If you don't know those names and how they've contributed to the house music scene in Chicago, you don't know Jack. Jack, 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 In honor of Black History Month, Chicago native and sports expert from our Talk on Tuesdays platform, Coach Tony Thompson and myself will be giving an oral history about the Chicago house music scene from the 1980s and 1990s. We're celebrating how Chicago house music has continued to evolve and contribute to the award-winning sounds heard today. I'm Val The Voice Johnson, and this is Interludes. Interludes, a Peer Lighthouse production. This episode is brought to you by Interludes Extra presents Find Your Voice on Patreon. Become a friend, a fan, and join our VIP podcasting community today. And now, all the way from the south side of Chicago, give it up for your host, Bell, the Voice Johnson. Sneaking at tea, using me like a tool. Now I know the deal, I can see right through you. I said, You ain't really down playing the games you do. I said, My, 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 my. Oh, I used to love that track back in the day. <laughs> Let's get into it. Recorded live on Interludes Extra, hashtag Wamba Wednesdays. Here's Val the Voice and Coach Tony. We are going to be getting into the conversation about house music. And I, because it's Black History Month and I love talking about music, this platform loves highlighting folks that do music. Tony, you are uh, not only a coach, but uh, I want to say DJ. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Old school with the vinyl, baby. I wore this shirt. I had this shirt made. Look at this shirt, Jeff. For you. Not everyone understands house. Exactly. Not everyone understands house. You know that? <laughs> no, not everyone. I, I wish more people did. I really wish that more people did, but they don't. And, and I'll, give it to you, I'll give it to you perfectly. Mm -hmm. And you'll understand this in a quick sentence. I told okay. my son one day, mm -hmm. I said, I know we got the new genre of hip hop and everything that goes on. I'm in Nashville, you know, a couple of people in DC, Miami, New York, mm -hmm. we talked to you back at home in Chicago. But look at the department store at Val. And you okay. tell me from right in my room. You go into the magnificent mile where mm -hmm. millions of dollars are spent downtown Chicago. And you mm -hmm. go into just the basic of the basic stores, like as in the old uh, Marshall Fields, which is now uh, Dayton Hudson stores changed over. You go into uh, Carson's. You go into Prada, the real right. real. You go into any of those stores, and you just happen to walk through the store. Going in, in the Neiman Marcus, right there off off of Ontario, and you listen to the music while you're shopping. It is the electronic house music or old house music. They're not mm -hmm. playing around. Right. They're playing house music, and this is why Beyonce and Drake jumped into it full throttle, and people didn't like it. But both albums were a hit. 
And I wanted to definitely speak on that because how ironic this year and myself and Mr. Wamba, we covered this on a Talk on Tuesday episode when we talked about the Grammys, that win that Beyonce did for Renaissance uh, was for Best Electronic Music Album. That gave her now 32 Grammys, which now makes her the uh, the most awarded artist in Grammy history. And it yep. and it happened, what brought her over the hump was this release of, a, of this album. And Break My Soul, that one song I hear Show me love from Robin S. That's that's easy. That's easy. And I tried to be yeah. Val, I couldn't get it tonight. That was going to be my surprise guest for you tonight. Who was going to be my surprise guest? I actually got an end to Robin S. Oh my gosh. We <laughs> would love to have Robin S on because I think if I remember correctly, I think she either worked as an administrative assistant or a legal secretary and she did this song and yeah. it just so you gotta show me love it just blew up and i think that she there was a recent video that had come out probably in the last couple of years where it was either the philharmonic or it was like an orchestra behind her doing the song and it sounded so rich because her vocals yes. are still there and i don't know if you remember with house music well, definitely music that got very popular in, in I want to say, party and parties and house parties and all the like. Let's let's stop right now and identify the difference between electronic and, and EDM music. And what is Chicago house? What can you tell me your well, definition? Well, yeah, we're, we're going to take this trip way back in time. You know, like way back, way how, how far back? Way back, right? Way back in the time. So, we're gonna we're gonna go back and tie two cities together, okay. and Chicago to the left on the on the west side of Lake Michigan, mm -hmm. and Detroit on the right side of Lake Michigan on the east okay. side, right? right? So you got the DJs and DJ Larry Levine that's coming out of uh out of there, DJ Terry Todd coming mm -hmm. out of Detroit old school Chicago right. uh old school Detroit house music, mm -hmm. and their house music was a little more up tempo, a little more kick to it and then you had none other than chicago house music which we happen to get the likes of none other than frankie knuckles mr mm -hmm. frankie knuckles right here none other than mr knuckles wow. to bring in and, and 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 he came and he made this one album which i happen to have one of the only released albums that right here is the collectors of frankie's best drop and frankie came out of new york val to come to Chicago. And as a kid, you know, my mama probably give me some whoopings right now, but we were sneaking out the house, going down to a club downtown Chicago. So if you're not from Chicago, a lot of people don't know there's something called Upper Wacker Drive and Lower Wacker Drive, mm -hmm. which is part of two cities. And the old tale was that's how Al Capone was able to get in and out of Billy Goat Tavern when he was there next to the Sun-Times building in Lower Rocker Drive and the police or other gangsters was looking for him, he uh -oh. would slide over to the Sun-Times building and slide out on the Chicago River and get away. So in the early 80s, we opened up a club called The Warehouse, and it was just that. I we remember had the that. Exactly. Yeah. We had the likes of Ron Hardy, right? Oh, mm -hmm. my God. We had the likes of Frankie Knuckles, Wow. That was in there. 
Julian jumping, uh, Julie, Julian Jellybean Bernadette from oh, New okay. York. Jellybean right. Bernadette, he was a producer. And they were coming into these places and the club was mainly set up to bring in old disco and mix with new, what they call house music. You're Robin S., you're C.C. Penistons of the world, right? Right. And, and then my guys, who I happen to know very good friends with, Vince Lawrence and Jamie Principal, when they brought their debut cut, Waiting on My Angel, which dropped. Right. And right. for the people that couldn't get to the warehouse, who didn't or the parents didn't allow them, up all of a sudden in the early 80s, we launched the best hot mix crew that was ever, 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 ever put <laughs> together in the Chicago Hot Mix 5 that had right. on the bottom Julian Jumping Perez mm -hmm. with Rafa Rosario with uh, Mickey Mixon Oliver, mm -hmm. Kenny Jam and Jason, and mm -hmm. none other than what we consider the godfather of house music who is still jamming today. And if you want to hear him every Friday night on iHeartRadio, mm -hmm. just go to iHeartRadio and click on C103 in Chicago. The mm -hmm. Sundance, and you will hear none other than Mr. Farley Funkin' Keith get mm -hmm. out on the ones and twos. Right. So I want to say some of the early days of house music, according to masterclass.com, they mentioned some of the folks you mentioned, Ron Harley, Ron Hardy, Frankie Knuckles, Mr. Lee, Jesse Saunders, J.M. Yeah. yeah, Jesse Saunders, and I love that. Chip E, if you only knew. Like this, like this, like this. Farley, Jackmaster Funk, Marshall Jefferson, and Larry Hurd, a.k.a. Mr. Fingers, which I love it. And guys, visually, you can't see it, but Coach is bringing out not cassette tapes, not CDs, but record albums. This what, is, what is, which is, one is that? This is the Chicago House Music Anthem. And if anybody knows that this is the original 1984 mm. Marshall Jefferson. Yeah. Got it on the house. Music. music yeah. All night long. Bump, 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 Rock your body. Rock your body. Yeah. Yeah. Rock man. your body. So, mm -hmm. I'm talking about the real. And this is one of your classics that you like mm -hmm. this is none other than Epic. little lewis and french kiss oh and that beat oh no, gracious that, that beat was ridiculous that, now that, and i and and one thing that i used to do when i was much younger when i was a teenager i wanted to go to it was either providence st mel it was the st mel on the west side Right, and then it, uh, here on the south side, I want to say, was it Leo? It was other Catholics. Yeah, Leo, Leo 79th Street. Mm -hmm. They would have these um, house parties. And, and don't forget Quigley South. Quigley South, exactly. All of those, and Michael definitely could speak to all of that. But I wanted to go to these house um, parties. But at the time, I was too young. My mom was like, you are not going. I don't want anything crazy happening to you. But I did eventually sneak off to one of the ones, and I forgot I forgot which ones I, I snuck off to. But, uh, you know, and it was something about the music where 
even if there was a beef or anything happening that was like oh i don't like this person you you kind of just battled it on the dance floor and then you would be like i want to yeah. hear my song and then you look around said yeah, you yeah. were my lady yeah. And your love is true. But as soon as I, I turn my back, baby, man, look what you're gonna do. do man, started sneaking in, people. Sneaking in, cheating. All I wanna say is I can see right through you. Because I said you ain't really down. Really down? Man, Val. And, and I'm gonna add on to that, Val. I'm gonna add on to that, and you'll get yeah. this. And you'll yeah. really get this being a female. Uh, I talked to a few people about this. We're talking about early '80s, so don't okay. forget about don't forget about Longwood. Longwood, Longwood used to drop yeah. some serious party. But the biggest party in terms of house high schools uh -huh. was none other than in Roseland at Mendel High School. If wow. you were in Mendel, they would have a basketball game on Friday nights. And I was a freshman with the Mendel one then before I went to Morgan Park, and. If you were, the game would finish, they would clear the gym out and then they would let everybody back in the gym for the party. So the basketball game would go on and security would clear the gym, put everybody back in the lobby and then you got to pay again to get back <laughs> into the gym right. for the party. And right. of course, Paulie Keith, Frankie Knuckles, Ron Hardy. All those guys. Oh my God, Jesse and Saunders. It would, anybody would show up. It would be sweating. It would it, you could you could smell the sweat in the yes in the, in the the seats was huge. It was only mm -hmm. one side. You had a stage, the floor, mm -hmm. and it was one side. The, the gym wasn't two sided. They right. had their graduation stage in the actual gym, mm -hmm. so that's where the DJs would be up on the stage and depending on who you were. But the point and, I was making on that is like you mm -hmm. said, we went to Leo. This is back in the day where guys didn't care. You no. just grab the speaker and right. you dance with the speaker. Exactly. It was that intoxicating with the music. And Mendel was where I, I snuck off to because I got in through being at the at the game. That's what it was. I'm yeah. like, Mom, I'm going to a game. And she was game. like, oh, okay. And that's how right. I got in. That's how a lot of teenagers got in was that you would attend the game and then, you know, make sure you have, you, you got your cute shoes and all the rest of that yeah. type of stuff. So and you, it, come home, yeah. you come home soaking wet. Your mom like, I thought you was going to a game. I know. <laughs> we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Have you seen it? It's the Weekly Chat with EP Michael Womble, Coach Tony Thompson, and host Val The Voice Johnson. Interludes Extra presents Talk on Tuesdays. Join us and other special guests as we break down the latest topics surrounding music, movies, and sports every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, live in our chat on our Interludes YouTube channel, Facebook group, and now on Pod TV on Roku. Coach, you you know what? Here's the thing. I did it a little bit. I had a, a turntable and DJed a little bit, uh, you know, in the late 80s, early 90s. I was learning how to, you know, change with pitch and all the rest of that. What inspired and what inspired me to kind of get into it was just kind of that joy you would see on people's faces. And I used to love using acapella songs and play it over a different beat. What inspired you to want to, DJ and 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 actually just you know pick up turntables and and go okay we gonna we gonna we gonna do this party thing what 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 who 
influenced you to do some DJing on your own? This is crazy, but uh, I'm gonna mm -hmm. go back and stamp myself. So we're talking about my homeboy, none other than Common. Um, wow. Common went to, yeah, Common went to Luther South and he's hanging out with my homeboy, Calvin Springer, which Springer was listening tonight. But <laughs> you know, I hung, I hung out with a, a, a click, big time click. So back in the day, we, uh, we put together our own preppy club. We call ourselves the Polo Boys. Everybody <laughs> had these jeans and you had to wear polo. So mm -hmm. at the time, Common was trying to become a rapper. My homeboy, Calvin Stringer, was at Luther South with him, which is off 87th Street, right? And, mm -hmm. and so it, it, it doesn't exist today. And then wow. my homeboy, Clark Gilmore and Ron Durr, they were the pretty boys at Morgan Park, so we all kind of kicked it together. So <laughs> one night, we get a chance to go to Mendel, and they're DJing, and they give me an opportunity to get on. It was one of the Battle of the DJs. I don't know if you remember the Bismarck Hotel downtown Chicago. I do. I do. Mm. So went to a Battle of the DJs at the Bismarck. I got man, I could do this. And up pops this person right here, CC. Oh Fitness. my gosh! So CC comes in that night and sings this hit song. Keep mm -hmm. on walking, keep on walking. Remember yeah, that? I remember you that. You could, just, you could just. <laughs> you could just. <laughs> yeah. So. I was like, it's a wrap. So mm -hmm. after that, we started doing house parties, like real basement blue light house parties. And i never forget the first part I tried to do, I didn't have no turntable valve. So I tried mm -hmm. to use my old man reel to reel. And I'm like, Ooh. you know, and I spent like all Thursday and all Friday with a with a pair of scissors and some tape splicing. And Mm -hmm. yeah, spice. And they were mm -hmm. like, the, the party, I'm like, this is never going to be a jam. And the party was a hit, had all the cuts. Wow. And so after that, our crew kind of got together. We started doing parties. So when Farley and the big DJs weren't at Mendel, we were doing the DJ at Mendel and kind of put us on. We had the old school Tech 1200s, Newmark mixing boards, and these were all the vinyl. So I started uh, collecting. There was a record store in Chicago. Uh, down on Plymouth, downtown behind Jones Commercial. Remember Jones High School? I remember Jones Commercial, yeah. And yeah, still so, open, too, yeah. Exactly. So we would go to the record store down on Jones. It was one of the only one, and they would literally sell all the wax that I got today. Some of these songs I got, Val, I've had for 30 years. Yeah. And I, I, I go into some of the stores, you can't get some of them, and then the yeah. ones you can get is that. They're, they're like 100 200 for one out yeah and i i definitely i gave up my 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 turntables i want to say probably in like 94 95 because i started to teach high school and i didn't have the time that i used to have with with you know djing guys that are djing now all you have to do is have What's an external no you have an external drive Yep. And this external drive can carry up to maybe a hundred thousand tracks, if if more, ten thousand yep. to more tracks. Carrying around the albums, <laughs> the crates, that's crate. a thing. Crates, DJ, exactly. Crate. Well, you, and, you you going you sweating before you even DJ a party. Right, you already tired because you got to bring in four or five crates right. and the turntables and the coffins. And, and, and think, and, and I want you to. I, I want, I'm going to I'm 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 pivot real quick to okay. where you just said. Okay. So I want you to think about this mm -hmm. and the people that are listening tonight. Mm -hmm. You now got the CDJs, right? Okay. Those are the 
for people that don't know, those are the little small mixing boards with the turntables already connected and you plug them into a computer. Right. And then you've got the jump drive that you just showed or the, or the um, external drive. Yeah. External drive, mm -hmm. which I got one. Mm -hmm. And, but I got, I got brand new, I got Pioneer 1200 turntables, they're about thousand dollars a turntable. Right. So I work with me and my DJ to do a lot of stuff. So I got my own laptop and I've got about 15,000 tracks on that. Mm -hmm. uh, because I'm old school guy, the first thing I did is went into the 80s, late 70s. And to go back to answer your earlier question, you had three types of house music. You had what we call UK techno house, mm -hmm. which that was your Martin Circus, that was your Madonna, uh, that was that was uh, uh, Yahoo, that was Yaz. You know, the I love Yaz situation. <gasps> situation. Right. Yes. Yeah, that was Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Relax. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. Oh my God! When you want to go to mm -hmm. it, and then you had, then you you had from UK. Then you went to Chicago, what we call garage house music, and the garage house music was. Which artist was that? Oh my gosh! That's Lolita Holloway. Really? That was sensation. Oh oh. oh. So now then you, you want, and, and it's not over. Now, over. I have a question. I have a question now. Uh, some some of us youngins used to call uh, music that was recorded before a certain time deep house. Is there deep a, is there is there a such a such thing as that first? Yeah, that, was the, that was the third place I was going to get to. So you had your techno, you had uh -huh. your garage, and then you had your deep house music. Mm -hmm. So your deep house music, those were your 1970 middle 70 artists that survived the. <laughs> A letdown. In other words, and a lot of people listening tonight, 1978, 1979 in Kaminsky Park, yeah. there was a burning of what they call disco music into house. Right. There was a big fight that happened and they burnt hundreds of thousands of albums, kind of like what they did with hip hop when Bill Clinton, these guys tried to rock, uh, said, bring all the hip hop tapes out and step on and they tried to ruin right. them. You remember? Right. So remember that. deep house music. Mm -hmm. was your likes of your Teddy Pendergrasses and your uh, Barry Whites and your OJs and uh, Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes and people like that. That bad love, what you got, what you got. Mm -hmm. And then they took this music bow and they brought in trumpets and bass and they brought the house music, Chicago, New York, Detroit, house music sound mm -hmm. into those old 70 disco oh, cuts on remixes and remakes. So the original versions were okay, but if you got a hold to the remix, it had about eight or 16 bars in the front that you could throw it on at a Mendel or at the warehouse or the different club. And now you got deep house music and Farley Keith was the king of deep house music and also the first DJ of the 1980s that physically scratched house music. No one else did that. You know, I, I, I'm going to bring up something that I just found out. I was watching the documentary, uh, the 1619 Project with uh, Nicole yes. Hannah-Jones. Love the documentary. It is currently streaming on Hulu. And there is an and episode. <laughs> there's an episode on music where I didn't know this. Nile Rogers from Chic. Wrote, uh, uh, did a lot of music for um, he talked about the burning of of the records in Kaminsky Park and and talked about how 
they couldn't get work anymore because the music industry was moving away completely away from disco and right. he ended up writing for uh blondie madonna duran yes. duran and do you know that he is uh a contributing writer for uh, uh break my soul from beyonce i didn't know i, I didn't know and he got the, it, 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 and i'm gonna I'm I'm throw one more curveball in there mm -hmm. Be, because of the burning and right. what happened this right. is some information you may or may not know and some of our guests may not i didn't know I'm, and i was privy to this the other night right. but if you have not seen the documentary on rick james i would yeah. suggest it i don't mean i'm rick james stitch right mm -hmm. so i mean the real rick james but right. did you know that the uh uh rick james mm -hmm. and his band they went out on the road and they did still city tour mm -hmm. in his band in 1979 1980 mm -hmm. and guess who opened up for rick james cheek Prince. Oh, Prince. And Prince at that time, was he a was... Open act. He was Roger Nelson at that right. time. Right. And before he was probably... Was this the first album or even before? The second. Because the first the album was, 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 was the first album, which I got that as well. For he you. was still Roger Nelson. It was, he was Roger at that time. Then he moved over to Prince. Oh, that... Uh, I'm going uptown. Everybody see uptown. Set your mind free. So that was that album... <laughs> It broke him loose, and so okay. he went out. And you remember back in the day when you be at parties and the guy say, "Say, oh, oh," you know, "Oh, oh," and people. So that was a Rick James thing. And Prince came on the Steel City show, and he did that, and Rick James got mad. So he Why? went backstage because he said that belonged to "Oh, oh," belonged to him. But Prince was so arrogant, he told him, "You ain't got a monopoly on it, and nor do you have a patent." So I can say it and use it when I want. So make, you know, so fast forward. Rick didn't like what was going on. He went to Motown. And of course, you know, if people don't know, Rick James had a small or rather large cocaine habit. Mm -hmm. They kind of killed his career. So he goes into Motown. He jumps up on the desk because they wouldn't let him talk to Barry Gordy at the time. He jumps up on the desk and he goes ballistic. And the the, the AR and VP of Motown at that time, writes Rick his last check for a million dollars. And as he's walking out the door, he talks to the manager and says, Lionel Richie. And the guy said, what do you mean? He said, moving forward, Prince Lionel Richie. And Prince decided not to sign with Motown. So he went to Warner Brothers because he didn't like Rick James and what was going on. And if you go back and look at history in 1982, 83, 84, once Lionel left the Commodores, his career blew up because of Rick James' mistakes. Yeah. So to kind of stay on the the house music thing, I would definitely I'm very grateful with kind of the foundation that a lot of the Chicago house, I want to say trendsetters and also um, the founders did for the genre and. Oh, yeah. I love to say that that it we're the Chicago is the, is the place that created or and I and I like to think sustained because I can turn on the radio on any Friday Saturday night and I'll hear I'll hear some house music and I'll hear 
a Rick James, a Prince track, even a Lionel Richie or Commodore's track with a driving house beat yeah. underneath it because they'll grab the vocals and and kind of just juxtapose it. I always say it wrong, but it put it put it over the another instrumental and it's, yeah. it, always, it always sounds great. But uh, in closing, if you were to recommend to someone who is you know, still in, the, you know, in their teens or early 20s, if they wanted to really search out kind of the foundation of house music, where would you direct them and, and what art and which artist? Well, what I'm going to do, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back and make one comment real quick on your last piece and it'll bring me forward. And you are completely right on that in terms of the artist and how it got there. Mm -hmm. And what you have to look at is at that time, even though New York had their own scene because we got an opportunity to get Frankie Knuckles, which mm -hmm. helped Chicago out. Mm -hmm. Baltimore had the bop and the bebop. They were doing something a little bit different, right? right, you right. Know, Baltimore and DC still had the same thing, but it wasn't house music. So if you're listening tonight, there's a great documentary. You can go on YouTube, not even on, you don't even have to go to Netflix, but if you can, but you can go to YouTube and type in the history of Chicago house music. Mm -hmm. And they go back to talk to my buddies who were at my house when I was in seventh, eighth, and ninth grade. My boy Vince Lawrence, you know, mm -hmm. with, with, with Jesse Saunders wow. when they put this stuff together with, with, with Chip E and all these mm -hmm. guys, early stages of when they were putting these music together. I remember in, in, in my mama's basement, you know, they were making this song called On and On, On and On. And, 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 and I never get this came down when they was telling me, man, you need to check out the song. I'm thinking, man, it's house music is not going to last. And I was yeah. too busy. I was a basketball player and, you know, coming through the city. And I, I go back and smack myself because I'm saying I was this close to Vince Lawrence and Jesse Saunders and could have been in a documentary. And one of you could have been speaking to me as one of the historians of house music back in the day, even oh. though the information I'm telling you now is so you know viable no. to house music no and no you no you're no you're a historian and because you still dj and have an interest in that you're you're you <laughs> yeah i don't leave that air at all that music exactly. is just and and and, and 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 at one other point you mentioned about beyonce mm -hmm. the person you forgot also who made a slamming album this year and everybody said that that person was going to kill hip-hop was who drake Drake okay. dropped a house album. And if people ain't heard Drake's house album, oh my God. Drake's house album, actually, Val, came out before Beyonce. Mm -hmm. And Beyonce heard Drake's album and she was like, you know, because everybody thought it was going to be a flop. And do you know Drake took that house album over to the UK and it was number one for seven or eight weeks on the charts. Right. And right. then he hit the US and people were like, oh, but then once it dropped a few of the tracks, they were like, oh, my God, I was going in the clubs hearing Drake's house music. And then all of a sudden, Beyonce dropped, you must break my heart. And then the rest of the album came. And then both artists were like, boom. So, so, how, so, how, so house music has definitely influenced uh, our current generation. And yes. if they wanted to get kind of the foundation of where it comes from, check out that documentary that 
coach told told you about you type in the the history of chicago house music and you, of chicago house music, you would you would it would pull right, right up right and then, and then everything. and then also um streaming right now is the 1619 project nicole hannah jones i just i love the love the episode talking about music and kind of the history of our people and all the music genres we've created jazz r&b and yes. house music <laughs> right. but, in, but but definitely wrapping it up coach i mean like if you were to like say your favorite song from let's say the era of the 80s that's house music which one would it be or is it like your top three give me your top three um you know my top three one i just showed you there mm-hmm. one of my top three is definitely chicago's house anthem of it all and marshall jefferson okay you know uh, number uh, okay number one number two got to do that um i say my number two has got to be my boy uh jesse saunders and, and my homeboy vince and waiting on my angel okay and then number three has got to be frankie knuckles and god father mm-hmm. of house music i think those three i can put those three songs on any stage in mm-hmm. any club in chicago during any era and if I got anyone, they're gonna jump to it. And I'm gonna give you one more carrot real quick too. I want to. I want to give my three before I. Forget. Oh yeah, let me hear your three real quick. I'll okay. give you my carrot. My my three that I have is if you only knew. Okay. Uh, that's, that's Chip E. Um, yep. I love um, uh, Mr. Fingers. Um, yeah. The. Dun, 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 dun. I can't think of the name of it right now. And then obviously, uh, Marshawn, uh, Marshall Jefferson, gotta have house music. Like every yeah, time I hear that, I get hot. And then an uh, honorable mention, uh, feeling moody. Feeling oh, yeah. Feeling moody. Yeah. 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 But so, what were you gonna say? What were you gonna say? And moody was actually a UK track. Ah. That so that ended up being a UK track mm-hmm. that actually came in. But I was gonna tell these guys if you are a true, house music love mm-hmm. or if you are a dj trying to get into that house music sound mm-hmm. and you really want to know the history and the music mm-hmm. every single year in chicago they have the hot mix five wow. house party in jackson park wow. and if you can just go online and, and google chicago hot mix five anniversary party in Jackson Park, Chicago on 63rd Street. Mm-hmm. And that if you don't get that by 9 a.m., don't show up. Matter of right. fact, exactly. take a oath. Take a oath. <laughs> ain't no place to we just mentioned this last night. Beyonce won for the Renaissance album. And then okay. also uh, Love Train. I didn't know it was originally recorded by Confunction. Right. Um, that that remake by Silk Sonic won. How do you not know that? That is a Confunction jam. Yes, that's a Confunction song. And he told, he, uh, 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 G High Tower said that that song was released in either 82, 83. That song is now 40 years old. And 40 years old. For, and it's for, if you go back and listen to the original, it sounds right. the same almost. It sounds the same. And I have to say, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of a lot of remakes, but Anderson Pack and 
Bruno Mars vocals on Love Train, it makes sense that they won the NAACP Image Awards for Best and Duo. The dance. And, and they had to dance down. And they had to dance too. And they also, I believe they also won a, a Grammy for that as well. Oh my gosh, Coach. So I tell much you, time has gone by, but I, I'm so grateful that you were able to join me on this special edition of Hashtag Womble Wednesdays. Mr. Womble will be back next week with Interludes Extra Presents Hashtag Womble Wednesdays. To see the entire Hashtag Womble Wednesdays episode with Val the Voice and Coach Tony, please visit our Interludes YouTube channel. Interludes, original concept by Valerie Johnson, written by Michael Womble, produced by Michael Womble and Valerie Johnson, original intro and outro music produced by Kendall Nesbitt. Interludes, a Peer Lighthouse production. This episode is brought to you by Interludes Extra presents Find Your Voice on Patreon. See behind the scenes with Interludes, tips on how to become a podcaster, and merch featuring our Interludes logo. Become a friend, a fan, and join our VIP podcasting community today by visiting the website patreon.com forward slash interludes. Become a future sponsor or advertiser on our podcasting platform by visiting our website today. To subscribe to our YouTube channel or join Interludes Facebook group, visit the website linktree slash peerlightmedia. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash peerlightmedia. Peer